Welcome to the Marketing Mix Podcast with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know, as well as advice from industry experts, some of whom will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey there, this is Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson. We're co-founders of Jackson Marketing. We're also sisters, and we're bringing you episode two of The Marketing Mix. Elena, what's today's episode about? Today, we are talking video. We're going to kick things off with some facts and figures about video, and then we're going to go into some different types of videos and, and how you can use it throughout the buyer's journey. Sounds good. Let's dig in on those details, shall we? So I'll bring up the first point that we learned Uh And this stat comes from Cisco, and they are projecting that by 2022, global IP video traffic will make up 82% of all IP traffic. Elaine, are you surprised by that stat? Not necessarily, because as we've seen over the last couple of years, video is becoming more and more prevalent in the whole process of your business, especially with B2B and B2C. B2B is definitely gaining more traction on it now. And I think that when we think about the data that Google shared in one of their recent Think with Google communications, they said that 96% of people say they've watched an explainer video to learn more about a product or service. And so people are already watching a lot of videos, even during the shopping experience. So I think that it's definitely something that we're going to see more of. So I'm not completely surprised by that stat. Yeah, I'm not really surprised by it either, but I'm not necessarily happy about it as an individual. Yes, as a marketer, I love video. But when it comes to how-to videos, please, please, please always give some text. As a learner, I want to skip through the stuff I already know how to do and go straight to that how-to piece I'm looking for. I know everybody learns differently, but don't forget about us readers when you're creating your how-to videos for your customers or your soon-to-be customers. Yeah, and and let me just interrupt you there. Um, That is true. Uh, I personally am not a big reader a lot of times, so I am going to go straight for the video. However, like you're mentioning, and if you're trying to learn how to set something up or something like that, sometimes I don't want to have to watch the whole video. I do just want that um, text communication with it so that I can skim through and quickly find what I'm looking for. So if you do do those videos where you're where you're walking someone through how to do something, maybe consider using those the chapters. So that's also helpful. Yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, good point. Now, when it comes to explainer videos, I do like to watch those. I don't want to necessarily have to read everything. I think that's the difference between learning a step-by-step process and then discovering something about a concept. If you really do your job right to make a good explainer video, it will help you get more customers or at least get more customer potential customers talking to the sales team. The important thing there, though, is to think about that video from your customer's point of view. You don't have to go Hollywood. Just think about those most frequently asked questions. What do they want to know? And make your video from that perspective. Then you could be part of that Aberdeen statistic 
where they found 66% uh, more qualified leads per year when you use video in your marketing. I can definitely see that statistic being accurate because a lot of people do kind of draw towards video when they're scrolling through social. So that's definitely something to keep in mind that you're going to get more qualified leads if you're using video in your communications. Yeah, definitely. And um, just remember, folks, that your website isn't the only place that people go to uh, see video. What? I know, hard to believe. But uh, the number one, probably number one location for seeing video would be YouTube. That's the granddaddy of all the social media uh, video sharing sites. It has almost 2 billion monthly active logged in users. And 68% of YouTube users watch a video just to help them uh, make a purchase. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of B2B companies say they have almost started shying away from YouTube in some aspects, but, you know, using Vimeo and different things like that. So the one thing that I think B2B companies need to remember is that YouTube is the second largest search engine. And it's also the second most visited site in the world. And with that in mind, you have to consider you got to be on YouTube. You got to put your videos on YouTube because there's a higher chance of them getting found and seen when you're using that along with the other forms of communication where you're sharing it on social and having it on your website. Yes, definitely. And there's a lot you need to do to maximize your visibility on YouTube as far as little YouTube SEO tricks. I'd love to do a whole podcast on that, but right now I suggest you go another look at Another podcast for another time, right? <laughs> right. Go check out Brian Dean on Backlinko. He has lots of great tips for optimizing your YouTube videos for search. So YouTube's not the only social media channel for video. Let's look at Twitter. Twitter reports that tweets with video are retweeted six times more than tweets with photos. They also say that tweets with video are three times more likely to be retweeted than those tweets with animated GIFs. So definitely some opportunities there. Plus you have the Periscope integration with Twitter if you want to do live video. Uh, next up, let's talk about Instagram. Instagram reports that uh time spent watching video on that platform is up 80% year over year. That's kind of a lot. So we can't talk about Instagram and not mention Facebook. Facebook, obviously, even with any problems they may have had, still has the lion's share of visitors on their platform. 40%, 47% of people watch video on Facebook, more video on Facebook. Uh, so they've definitely commanded a big presence for video, and that can be video uploads as well as Facebook Live streams. And I can totally see that because a lot of people, they're sitting waiting in a doctor's office, they're waiting to pick up food, you know, just in everyday life when you're waiting, one of those go-to apps on your phone is most likely Facebook. Right. And with those Facebook videos, do not forget to caption because people, like you said, watching in that dentist office, if they don't have their earbuds, they're watching with the volume off. So you got to have captions so people know what's going on. Well, 
Sometimes they're watching with the volume off. <laughs> well, that's true. We won't get into smartphone etiquette today, though. <laughs> okay, next up, the B2B platform where you've got to be with video, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn reports that videos earn an average of three times more engagement than text posts. So you got to have video there. Maybe you feel a little uncertain about video on LinkedIn, but it's definitely important. And with the rollout of LinkedIn Live over the coming year, it's going to be even more important on that platform. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be long videos, right? It can just be like 30 seconds to two minutes. I think those are the sweet spot videos. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to have a 10 minute rant on something stupid or even something interesting because people are just going to drop after two minutes. So up next, Elena, what do you want to talk about? The buyer's journey and where video fits into each stage? Yeah, I think that's a, a good a good place for it. So we've got the three stages of the buyer's journey. We've got the awareness, consideration, and decision. And when you're putting together your video marketing strategy, you want to think about those three stages and where the videos that you're creating fit into. If they don't fit into one of those, maybe maybe you should reconsider whether or not you should be doing it. So in the awareness stage, you've got some different things like uh, you can use a video blog and that's just basically, maybe it's just a an extra little video that you're adding to your blog post or maybe you're doing your blog as a video instead of all text. So those are some ways that you can can do reach that awareness stage with a video blog and then also in the awareness stage you can do some explainer videos um, some teasers and what a teaser is is maybe you have an upcoming webinar and you want to share about it on social so you can do a, a really short teaser video about your upcoming webinar you want to talk about your about us and just some fun casual social media things that maybe you have a blog post you can just do a short video and draw attention to to drive people to your blog. So one of the things that um, an example of an explainer video that I found really cool is what Slack does. And Slack has an explainer video that you can check out on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up Slack explainer video and it should be the first one that pops up. So go check out that explainer video and see what they're doing and, and get some ideas. And an example of a fun or casual social media type video would be um, something that Budweiser does. They're really good with tapping into the emotional side of of the branding. And if you look at, um, on go on YouTube and look up Budweiser Don't Drink and Drive, it's such a cute and fun um, and sad. It, it almost brought me to tears watching it, but uh, because I'm a dog lover, but it talks about like, it's going through a situation where a guy's going out with his buddies and you see them carrying their beer with them and the dog looks all sad that he's gone. And then the dog is waiting for him to come home and he doesn't come home. And it, the, the dog just looks so sad. But the next day he comes home and the dog is super happy. And it's just showing that he was responsible and stayed the night, but his dog didn't know that. But it was just a really cool... Um, video that really tugged on the heartstrings and um, using emotion in your videos is a great way to capture your audience's attention. I think one important thing to point out, though, there, 
you don't have to have a Budweiser sized budget to do a great casual social media video. Just just think about what you could do internally and the fun you could have. Uh, you can pull off something really nice without having to go all uh, big budget. Yeah, exactly. And and just think about one of our recent videos that we did. Um, it was just promoting one of our blogs. But at the end of it, we put in some outtakes from recording our video and that got a lot of attention to everybody was like, Oh, that's funny. I want to see more outtakes. And so it just, I think it tapped into that emotional side of the humor. Yeah, definitely. The next stage is the consideration stage. And in this stage, you're going to want to use videos like demos, um, product videos, virtual tours and comparison or contrast videos. And for a demo video, that's a good example is Trackstar, and that's spelled T-R-A-K-S-T-A-R. And you can look this one up on YouTube if you just look up Trackstar Demo by Simplifin. And the way you spell that is S-I-M-P-L-I-F-I-L-M. And so, Stacey, I think that you also had an example of a product video that you really liked. So what I really love in the way of product videos is how AppSumo approaches product video and demo, uh, almost a demo, but really more of just a product video description. Uh, it's a really nice, friendly way that they promote the different products they're selling on their site. Uh, I love Christy, who does the videos. She's so warm and friendly. It makes me want to feel like she could be my friend and wouldn't steer me wrong on a product purchase. So it's just really engaging and uh, friendly and fun. And I think they do a great job with their product videos. Now everybody's going to go and try and connect with Christy on social. Probably. (laughs) Okay. And then the the last stage, the decision stage, this is a critical stage. So you want to make sure that you're really tapping into that buyer's mind and, sharing information with them that will take them to that next step of a purchase. So you want to do video testimonials, case studies, how-to videos, uh, company culture. Um, maybe they signed up for a free trial. You want to do some welcome message for them when they're, when they're in that free trial stage. You want to do some full product demos, get your salespeople involved in, in emailing videos to the people that are considering purchasing your product. And then your add-ons and expanded services. So you want to make sure that you are speaking to what it is that they need to do and and get them to take that next step. And one one thing that has become huge for companies is sharing about their company culture because people want to know who they're going to be working with or maybe they want to know who they're going to be working for. Um, But a lot of people are very into learning more about how a company culture works before making a purchase decision with them. So a company culture video that I really like is Zendesk. And you can look it up on YouTube and it's Zendesk Company Culture. And that's Z-E-N-D-E-S-K. And they just share, they walk you through some, meaning the people that work there and the different areas that they work in. They show you where they go to have coffee. They show you where to go to have drinks after work, where they go to eat lunch and just, you know, just, uh, what it looks like to work at Zendesk. And I thought that was a really cool company um, culture video. So that's something to also keep in mind is, is just in that decision stage, they want to know more 
about you and your company as well as your your clients. So that's where those testimonials and case studies come into. Nice. Uh, Lena, what do you think's next for video? I mean, we know people have talked for the past few years about uh, virtual reality, augmented reality. But then we've saw over the past year how crazy everyone went for that Black Mirror episode on a Bandersnatch on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it yet, I, we won't give any spoilers. There'd be too many to give away anyway, because the whole video or episode is presented like a choose-your-own-adventure book, if you remember those from when you are a kid. And the viewer gets to actually interact with the episode to choose what happens next in a video. Uh, do you think that could ever come to fruition in B2B video? Yeah, I, I think it could. And if we take the example of Vandersnatch and how we watched it, we watched it multiple times and tried completely different scenarios. So it definitely drew, drew us in and kept our attention. But I think companies can really take advantage of what we talked about a little bit earlier is using chapters in the videos to break up the video content. I think that's something it's not like super interactive, but it's one way that uh, I think a lot of B2B companies will start using video um, and, and moving more towards that interactive angle. So that's one, one way to, to look at it. And then another thing is there is a blog post on HubSpot that you should check out and it's blog.hubspot.com forward slash marketing forward slash interactive dash video. I'll put that and, in the show notes too, Lane. Okay, cool. So they have some really cool videos and, and they're not B2B videos, but you can definitely look at them and see maybe taking some ideas from it on how you can do some B2B videos for your for your company. But like one of them, it goes through, you just hit the screen and it goes from a dream versus a reality of this kid trying to make it and, and just make a better life for himself. And then there's another one. It's a fun one. It's a Bob Dylan song video in a way. And it's like you're watching TV and you can change the channel. And each channel, it's the they're singing that Bob Dylan song and it picks right back up from where you were. So it's like a QVC channel. And then you go into like the property brothers and then it, it'll take you to like, uh, the price is right. So, um, what's his name? Drew, uh, Carey. Drew Carey. Okay. Yeah. He's singing. So it's just a fun interactive situation. Then they have one kind of like Bandersnatch where you help, uh, this chick who can't remember something, you give her ideas to try and get there. So it's just a cool way of maybe, uh, businesses can take that and choose your own pain point adventure. Maybe make make that into a video or uh, walking through the buyer's journey. Uh, you know, just different ways that you can interact with your audience. Yeah, that would be awesome to get to that level and uh, do that for our own business at some point. But um, we've rambled on enough about what our favorite videos are and the stats. Maybe we just talk about some of the key takeaways for the audience to consider. Yeah. So I think the first one is obviously video is important. You know, just like Cisco said, uh, what is it? 82%. Yeah. Is it 82% of traffic is going to be on video. So there you go. It's important. Yeah, and we've also seen from all the other uh, information we've shared, videos that's simply an easy way to catch people's attention. 
They're looking at it on the go, on their phone, at their desktop. So don't discount video in that buyer's journey process. Yeah, because it's going to help them to make those decisions. So definitely don't um, skip out on it. And the next one is a lot of people watch video on social with the volume muted. So make sure to caption your videos. If you don't caption it, there's a good chance someone that is is looking on social or different things like that. And they're just going to pass right by it because they can't have their volume on right now. So don't miss those opportunities. And there's cool tools online you can use for that. Uh, our favorite is Subtitle. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Uh Another important thing, key takeaway, keep those videos short, unless it's a webinar you're putting out there, you know, obviously that'll be longer, but stay within that 30 seconds to two minute range. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy and make a 10 minute video. Um, The next thing is to plan your video marketing strategy so that it fits the stages of your buyer's journey. That is something that you definitely want to take into consideration when you're making your videos. Don't make videos just for the sake of making videos. You want them to fit into the buyer's journey so that you're, you've got something that's relatable to your buyers at every stage. And last but not least, just make smart choices about your video production. You don't have to have that Budweiser big budget like we talked about earlier, but you need to think about what you want to accomplish with your video and can you do it in-house? If it's a social media casual one, definitely get your cell phone out, your smartphone, shoot that, you're done. But if you want to do a really nice animated explainer video or some other high quality video, maybe you need to think about contracting someone or hiring a production company or even getting a videographer on staff if you think that video is going to be a big part of your ongoing online marketing. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a major production if you're just starting out and just something simple, um, like for this social media fun or casual things. You can use something like Lumen 5 and then you can create really simple, short videos to drive traffic to your blogs and things like that. Yeah. And Lumen 5 is great. It's really easy to use and it uh, picks up the pieces of your blog that you can just slap in there and get like a kind of BuzzFeed video and boom, you're done. So it's great. Okay, folks, that's today's episode. Uh, How are you going to go forward with video this year? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, You can hit us both up on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Stacy underscore Jax, J-A-X. And you can catch Elena on Twitter at at A-L-A-N-N-A underscore J-A-X on Twitter. And and then we're both on LinkedIn. Feel free to hit us up there. And you can also visit our Anchor FM page to uh, leave a voicemail if you like. Yeah, don't forget to check us out and give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from, from everyone. Thanks, guys. The Marketing Mix is hosted by Stacey Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com.